albarinews.com The United States and China have agreed to relax travel and visa restrictions for journalists working in each other's countries. Following highly anticipated negotiations between Chinese President Xi Jinping and US President Joe Biden, the deal was reached that the change will make it easier for journalists to enter and exit both countries. The agreement was the culmination of more than a year of tough discussions, according to China Daily. Both governments have agreed to extend the validity of journalist visas from 3 months to 1 year, assuming that they meet all applicable laws and regulations. Both governments have also agreed to allow journalists to leave and return freely, something they were previously unable to do. The US State Department applauded the changes as progress, but only as first steps, according to a spokeswoman. We will continue to work toward expanding access and improving conditions for US and other international journalists. They said that the United States classified Chinese state media organizations as foreign missions in February of last year, allowing for stronger supervision over them. Five media outlets, including the Xinhua News Agency and the China Global Television Network, were warned they would have to seek approval before purchasing any property and would have to submit lists of all personnel, a move China denounced as politically driven tyranny. China fired 13 US journalists from prominent media such as the New York Times, Washington Post, and Wall Street Journal a month later. It's unclear whether journalists who were previously expelled from China will be permitted to return under the new arrangement. The United States has imposed new limitations on Chinese journalists. In retaliation, China will remove US journalists. The summit this week was considered as a once in a lifetime chance for both countries to defuse escalating tensions over trade. cybersecurity, climate change, and the coronavirus outbreak. The United States and China have agreed to relax travel and visa restrictions for journalists working in each other's countries. Following highly anticipated negotiations between Chinese President Xi Jinping and US President Joe Biden, the deal was reached that the change will make it easier for journalists to enter and exit both countries. The agreement was the culmination of more than a year of tough discussions. According to China Daily, both governments have agreed to extend the validity of journalist visas from 3 months to 1 year, assuming that they meet all applicable laws and regulations. Both governments have also agreed to allow journalists to leave and return freely, something they were previously unable to do. The US State Department applauded the changes as progress, but only as first steps, according to a spokeswoman. We will continue to work toward expanding access and improving conditions for US and other international journalists. They said that the United States classified Chinese state media organizations as foreign missions in February of last year, allowing for stronger supervision over them. Five media outlets, including the Xinhua News Agency and the China Global Television Network, were warned they would have to seek approval before purchasing any property and would have to submit lists of all personnel, a move China denounced as politically driven tyranny. China fired 13 US journalists from prominent media such as the New York Times, Washington Post, and Wall Street Journal a month later. It's unclear whether journalists who were previously expelled from China will be permitted to return under the new arrangement. The United States has imposed new limitations on Chinese journalists. In retaliation, China will remove US journalists. The summit this week was considered as a once in a lifetime chance for both countries to defuse escalating tensions over trade. cybersecurity, climate change, and the coronavirus outbreak. Play quiz, achieve good score, earn cash and expensive tech rewards. Trivia quiz rewards promo. Answer quick questions and earn expensive tech rewards like smartphones. Getting started is easy. 
Download the app and answer quick general knowledge questions. Play quiz as many times as you want and achieve position among 100 leaderboard players. If you maintain position among 100 leaderboard players till 15th or 30th of every month you will earn tech reward. A random winner will be chosen from leaderboard of 100 players on every 15th and 30th of each month. We'll contact you on your provided email and announce your name on app as well, to give away your reward. IT super simple but powerful trivia quiz game. Every day our team adds new general knowledge questions to keep the competition healthier. This game is especially designed to increase your knowledge in health geography, technology, everyday science, trending, celebrities, sports, movies and songs, space and galaxy, animals and plants, history, industry, and many more. Thank you. Extinction Rebellion has issued a warning to the powers that be, stating that it is planning to return to its roots. After the winter, one of the world's most vocal climate protest groups will resume the huge civil disobedience campaigns that earned it a household name in the United Kingdom and elsewhere. It won't be able to do so on its own. After a COVID induced lull, it appears that a new and unusual era of direct action is about to begin, with large protests met with large police action. A large number of campaigners are likely to be imprisoned. Businesses will undoubtedly face pressure to become more environmentally friendly, both from demonstrators and from their own staff. Microsoft executives were told to commit it to memory when the United Nations Historic Climate Report was released in 2018, asking for immediate and unprecedented reforms, according to Elizabeth Wilmot, who manages the company's carbon program. And that is exactly what we did. According to Wilmot, these findings directly influence Microsoft's climate policy. The corporation declared in January 2020 that it will be carbon negative by 2030, and that by 2050, it would have eliminated all of the carbon it had emitted since its founding in 1975 from the atmosphere. By adopting this commitment, the company joined a select group of companies, like IKEA and the software firm Intuit, that have committed to going beyond net zero emissions. In the latest shocking example to expose the country's endemic sexual violence problem, at least seven men have been arrested in western India after a 16-year-old girl said she was raped hundreds of times by hundreds of men. According to CWC chairman Abhavit Thalaravanev, the girl, who was homeless, told India's Child Welfare Committee, CWC, on November 11 that she was raped by 400 individuals in Maharashtra's Bid district. According to Vinayev, she enlisted two police officers in her complaint. Three guys allegedly pushed the girl into sex work when she was begging for money at a bus stop, according to Vinayev. While the exact number of alleged rapists would be impossible to verify, he claimed that the girl could name at least 25 of them. According to Vinayev, the girl attempted to file a police complaint against a guy she accused of assaulting her, but cops failed to register it. Beat police declined to comment on the girls' charges against them when contacted by CNN on Monday. The force said in a statement Monday that it had filed charges against eight guys, one of whom was a minor, for rape and violating the Protection of Children from Sexual Offenses Act, which carries harsher penalties and longer prison sentences. They've also filed a complaint under the Child Marriage Prohibition Act. According to the police statement, the girl informed authorities she was married off at the age of 13 to a 33-year-old man who sexually abused her. She also informed police that her father had sexually molested her, 
causing her to flee both homes and sleep at a bus stop. Yogita Payana, a women's rights activist, called it the most sad, rape case in history. Every single day, this girl was tortured, she claimed, adding that the police had failed to protect her. We demand that all of the perpetrators be held accountable. The Rape Crisis in India In India, the National Crime Records Bureau reported more than 28,000 cases of alleged rape against women in 2020, one every 18 minutes. Experts believe true figure is significantly higher because many cases are not reported due to fear. Following the gruesome 2012 gang rape and murder of a student in India's capital, New Delhi, the number of reported rapes increased, possibly due to increased awareness of the issue. According to experts, the outcry has helped to dispel the stigma associated with discussing rape. In the aftermath, legal reforms and harsher rape penalties were enacted, including fast-tracking courts to hear rape cases more quickly and an updated definition of rape to include anal and oral penetration. Boy first raped a woman older than him and then killed and then burned her to clean the proofs of the rape. He is just 17 years old boy from New Delhi, India. According to the news agency in India body of this woman found in the drain near the garbage area. November 17 they arrested this boy after the investigation. Boy himself told the interrogators that he raped and then killed her and then burned her private parts to remove the evidence. The woman victim is identified after body was seen by her family. India is the only country in the world which having 75 rape cases per day. Many reported and submit complaint in police and 70% cases are not reported because of the society and privacy. Bill Gates, with an estimated net worth of $81 billion, is named first for the 23rd year in a row. Meanwhile, with a net worth of $65.5 billion, his pal Warren Buffett slid to third position for the first time in 15 years. CEOs at hot IT businesses appear to have amassed money at a significantly faster rate than the general public, thanks to surging stock prices. Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon.com, increased his net worth to $67 billion, making him the second richest person in the United States. With a net worth of $55.5 billion, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg surged to fourth place, his highest ranking ever. Larry Ellison, the creator of Oracle, was ranked number 5 for the first time since 2007. His estimated net worth is $49.3 billion. Former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg, CEO of the eponymous corporation Bloomberg LP, is ranked number 6 on the list, with a net worth of $45 billion. These six multibillionaires have a combined fortune of $363.3 billion, the majority of which is still invested in the firms they started. However, real estate accounts for a portion of their riches. Through his private investment organization, Cascade, Mr. Gates owns a $170 million Washington residence, many horse ranches across the United States, and investments in several luxury hotel networks. Take a look at the homes of the world's six wealthiest people. Bill Gates worth, $81 billion home, Medina, Washington Mr. Gates, 60, spends the most of his time at his 66,000-square-foot residence in Medina, Washington, Dub Xanadu 2.0 after the estate of Citizen Kane's main character. The home has a beautiful view of Lake Washington. This residence, which is full of high-tech amenities, took Mr. Gates seven years and $63.2 million to create. According to public records, he bought the property for $2 million in 1988, but it's now worth an estimated $170 million. Jeff Bezos worth, 
$67 billion home, Medina, Washington Mr. Bezos, 52, has amassed a considerable number of real estate holdings over the years as he builds his e-commerce empire, earning him the number 26 spot on the Land Reports list of America's top landowners last year. According to Forbes, he owns a 165,000-acre ranch in West Texas, a waterfront home in Washington State, three linked apartments in Manhattan Century Tower, and a 12,000-square-foot Beverly Hills estate where Tom Cruise lives. His property in Medina, Washington, is 5.35 acres in size and has around 29,000 square feet of living area, adjacent to Amazon's headquarters. There's also a caretaker's cottage and a 4,500-square-foot boathouse on Lake Washington, in addition to the main house. Warren Buffett worth, $65.5 billion home, Omaha, Nebraska Despite the fact that Mr. Buffett, 86, is the world's most successful investor, he is known for living modestly. He acquired his house on a corner in Omaha, Nebraska, for $31,500 in 1958. Since then, Mr. Buffett has made his home there. The mansion, which was erected in 1921, has been expanded multiple times to become a snug and comfortable 6,500-square-foot home for the guy with a net worth of $65.5 billion. 4. Mark Zuckerberg worth, $55.5 billion home, Palo Alto, California The world's youngest billionaire invests the majority of his fortune in schools, healthcare, and other philanthropies. His Palo Alto home and 9.9 million pie to tear near Dolores Park in San Francisco are among his real estate holdings. Mr. Zuckerberg, 32, paid $7 million for his first 5,000-square-foot craftsman-style home in Palo Alto in 2011. In the years that followed, he paid $43.8 million acquiring four of the houses that surrounded his property in order to maintain his seclusion. However, his intention to demolish and rebuild those four houses has been put on hold. Larry Ellison worth, $49.3 billion home, Woodside, California Larry Ellison. Oracle's executive chairman, has a sizable real estate holdings. He has purchased entire neighborhoods in Malibu and the Lake Tahoe area. According to published sources, he owns a $70 million Beechwood mansion in Newport, Rhode Island, a garden mansion in Kyoto, Japan, and 98% of the property on Lanai, Hawaii's sixth largest island, which he bought for $500 million in 2012. His $110 million mansion in Woodside, California, is designed in the style of 16th-century Japanese architecture and includes a 2.3-acre man-made lake. Michael Bloomberg worth, $45 billion home, Manhattan, New York Michael Bloomberg, the former mayor of New York City, owns more than a dozen properties throughout the world. He spends the majority of his time at his Upper East Side townhouse, although he also has properties in the Hamptons, London, Bermuda, Colorado, and Florida. Mr. Bloomberg's townhouse, at 17 East 79th Street, is five stories tall and has a limestone facade. Mr. Bloomberg lived in the townhouse instead of Gracie Mansion during his three terms as mayor. He does, however, appear to have plans to convert it into a mega-mansion. He's been steadily buying up units at 19 East 79th Street, the townhouse co-op next door to his current residence, since 1989. Bloomberg now owns five of the six units in the white 1880 Greek Revival-style structure, according to the New York Observer. Oh, thank you.